we're back. It's the Rad Dad Podcast. After a brief sabbatical, while I was enduring torture at the beach. Well, I, I, that's too far. We'll get into that. The beach was great, but we're back. Zach, Joe, York, the whole crew's in here. We do have a guest that will be joining at some point. Uh, they are um, en route to a uh, undisclosed location, so they will be joining us, I guess, uh, in the, uh, during a layover. So we will uh, probably have a fourth member of the uh, podcast here. But gentlemen, good evening. It uh, feels like it's been like a month. How are we doing? Not too bad. York's in extreme pain right now watching LSU in the baseball national I don't even care. Like, it's just... It's like one of those things you just I hate to watch it. It's just annoying, but I've watched all of it. I've watched more of these games like after Tennessee's been out than I have the entire fucking baseball season. Well, York, you have to you have to know. Um I'll have to find the stat, but um yeah, they uh they spent a lot of money on the baseball team this year, and they are uh, they are going to continue to do that. So LSU being pretty good at baseball is probably going to be a thing for a while. Um, I, I, I have to find the the number, but I believe it was north of five million at least. Probably getting close that, to six. Was that actually tagged for the baseball program? Was it tagged for that hospital? <laughs> You know, who can say? Um, I, so basically what, if you're not familiar, LSU has a distinct advantage in baseball specifically because the owner, this is the founder and owner, I don't know, somebody that has a lot of money with Marucci, uh, the baseball apparel That's- company. He's an LSU alum and uh, donates a lot of money to LSU baseball. So they um I believe the, the the rumored number for this transfer portal class that they got with all the big heavy hitters on this team was like around two million for what they spent in the portal. Okay, here it is. So this tweet from Roger Wilkinson, who is at baseball scouts with a Z on Twitter. CEO of Scouts USA, Scouts Report. He has a podcast. Shout out to Roger. Um, He said, quote, here's how the college baseball landscape will continue to look like 10 to 12 teams will outspend everyone and win the title each year. Unless your school is willing to put up four to five million, you have zero shot. So at number one, LSU close to 5.8 million. Jesus. Vandy's at number two, around 5.4. TCU at three, at 5.1. Ole Miss at four, at 5 million. Texas, 4.7 million. Florida State, 4.6 million. South Carolina, four and a half. A&M, 4.1. Arkansas, 4 4 million. And then Florida at 4 million. So is that like what's budgeted from the athletic department to them, or is that donations coming into them? 
Uh, so he didn't specify, but I would imagine it's probably a little bit of everything. Because how does that work? I mean, and obviously you know this much better than me, but how does that work? If I'm a booster and I'm giving money to athletic department, do I get to say where that money goes or does it just go into a general fund? So I would imagine that the NIL, like the collectives are all different. Yeah. Um, there are probably some schools that you can specify where you want the money to go, which sport. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I would imagine that for the most part, it's all a, one large bucket. Yeah. And then the uh, collective is in charge of divvying the funds out. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, LSU specifically has quite the advantage with a guy that runs one of the largest baseball equipment and apparel brands. Yeah. Um, so he can, you know, he can give a lot of money. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it's probably mostly private donations, corporate donations, well, stuff like that. And, and the reason I ask is cause it's, I feel like if, if you could just tag where you wanted to go and like, you just really wanted your school to be good at something, then like I think of like in college baseball, Dallas Baptist is pretty good. Right. And it's yeah. like, how the hell is Dallas Baptist good at, ba- I mean, like how, but I mean, I guess if they just stick all their money into the baseball basket, then you're probably going to be pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I would imagine that the collectives are all different. Yeah. So there might be some schools that will allow that. Like if you're, Hey, I'm going to donate a hundred thousand, but I want, all of it to go to basketball or I want 50, 50, I want football and baseball. Like you could probably, if you're given that much money, they'll probably find a way to work it out. Yeah. Um, but again, I don't know for sure, but, um, I did just see, uh, Netflix season three of the untold series. They're going to have Johnny football on August 8th. And then Swamp Kings will be August 22nd. Mm. Those two should be good. Johnny Football, I'm so happy when the Browns uh, <laughs> when the Browns got him. I talked myself into it, too. I talked myself into that just so I talked myself into Brandon Wheaton back in the day. And, um. Speaking of Johnny football, that's a good topic we can get in on. And I don't know if we've discussed it before. I don't think we have, but um, I always like to have this conversation of like best, best college football player you've ever seen in your life, like in person. Uh, Chris Johnson. Go Pirates. Yeah, I watched him run for like 300-something yards against Memphis in Liberty Bowl one game. York, I always think of Michael Scott. Go Pirates! Go Pirates! No, um, I, I, I do remember that game and just being like, God damn it, like just tackle him. Like he weighs 105 pounds. Just <laughs> please, God, tackle this man. The fight and Chip Isaacs. They just didn't, yeah. Just didn't. Yeah, he was... He was fun for a couple of years with the Titans. That's right. Yeah. 
did the uh, chopper. Fucking... He would he would do Chop. the chopper city juke. Yeah, he was a cheat code on um Matt when he's on the cover. He just gave him the ball and you just run around the backfield until you lose everybody and then. That's what my brother used to do with with Michael Vick. Oh yeah. He'd play with the Falcons, and when it was just ridiculous. York, who do you think was better, him or like when we got to see Baker Mayfield in college? It was impressive, but fucking annoying. <laughs> that dude, that dude would have three Tennessee players draped on him, somehow get away, and then just flick them all like forty yards. He, <laughs> just ridiculous. he was. He was honestly, he kind of like, and not not as athletic, chubbier Johnny Manziel. Like he was just real savvy, real scrappy, yeah, slippery. Like you couldn't ever really get a good shot on him. Like he would, you know, get out of situations where you're like, oh, it's a sack, yeah, and then he'd slip out and you know find somebody thirty five yards downfield. Um. Don't look now. I still say, I still say to this day, it's Cam Newton. That's right. You saw, yeah. Well, that changes I mean, he, like seeing in person. Um, yeah. I mean, he was just unreal. Like it was, you knew he was, you knew what he was, you knew he was running the ball. You knew what he was, you knew where he was going. Uh, that was like a story that I heard from some guys that I talked to that, played on those early, those Alabama teams in like the 2010s where they were saying that some guys on the defense in that iron bowl said that Cam Newton would get to the line and like, tell them like, Hey, I'm running right here. <laughs> and like, they couldn't stop him. Um, yeah, I'd probably say it's, it's probably Cam Newton. That was probably Reggie Bush. I went to that um, Rose bowl with, Texas versus USC. That was pretty impressive. Swear to God. Just swear to God. <laughs> did you see Tyler Bray play live? I did see Tyler Bray play live, but the most – it's hard Tyler to say because if you're looking without being biased, like seen in person, which probably has not been as many as y'all seen, but um, Daniel Williams was always impressive to watch. Yes. But that was – but, I mean, other than that, which was like a given – um, Becky Bearfield was obviously Im- impressive in the worst way, and uh, put my all time like favorite college football player and probably favorite football player ever. Um, I got to see in Paris was uh, Eric Berry. And I got to, I mean, I went to we drove up from Mississippi State and went to watch him play Mississippi State and uh, got to see him have a pick six, almost take one to the house on a kickoff and everything. It was awesome. I remember being so mad that the Browns didn't get him. Like, we got Joe Hayden instead. And, like, Joe Hayden had a great career with Brown. He had a great career, but, it was, I mean, he had a – Yeah, a, but, I mean – He had a better career just because of – Longevity. The longevity and yeah. cancer. But I just remember being so angry. We, I was like, God damn it, I'm going to miss out on him. Got a good home. He did. He did. What's your what's your like biggest draft regret? Like one of that, your that te- the Browns drafted or the Browns could have drafted or just any any of your teams. Like what's the you know? 
I mean, I think with the Grizzlies, it's got to be. Um, it seemed to be. Yeah. Ah, damn it. I mean, let's look at that. Yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies got to be to be the Browns. Well, it's been every single draft of my life. <laughs> so that draft, the Grizzlies could have had James Harden. Don't just don't. We've done this. I, I can't. Like, Tyreek Evans, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan. Now, to be fair, Steph wasn't who he is today then. Yeah, but Steph also was a really good but, college player. But still like, was on the board. DeMar DeRozan, I think the big one is just James Harden. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought DeMar DeRozan would be a good Grizzly. I could see that. I, I felt like he'd have no problem playing here. Yeah. And he just, you know. No, because I feel like he's just like a basketball guy. Yeah, he is. He's just a. I feel like he's just saying, hey, I want to play. I don't care where I'm playing. I just want to play. With a little elbow. I mean, hell, I'd forgotten about how close we got to get LeBron until a couple of weeks ago. You know, Sports Center did that little thing yeah. with you and Jerry West and everything. I was like, oh, shit, I completely forgot about that. And the Pistons screwed that up anyway because they drafted Darko. Idiots. Which we would have probably screwed it up too, but still. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that 03 draft. Oh, yeah, because the, the trade. Yeah. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry West, they were like, what would you have said to that executive that was before you that made that trade? And he was like, I would have called him a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, oh, God. Dude, they still could have stayed up there and gotten Carmelo, Dwayne Wade. And it was a horrible trade too that ended up giving away that pick. They got like nothing for it. Just it was a horrible, horrible move. Marcus Banks. Oh god. Dude. Kirk Heinrich was drafted seventh overall in that draft. Good career too. I like Kirk Heinrich. How about that Kansas team itself? Nick Collison. Nick Collison, yeah. Gary Ellis. That's anywhere from 04. I was going to say, you, you'd believe it. Though. Do you remember, Joe, you remember Jeff Boshi? Yeah. He was on that. He was on a couple of the Heinrich teams. Who was the guy that we had York on the Grizzlies that, and, and I could be over-exaggerating this, but it seemed Gosh, like it could have No, it just seemed like he hit the side of the backboard a lot. Oh, fucking uh, James Johnson? No, 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 no. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. Um, he'll find you. He'll kill you. Uh, no, it was like a Russian-sounded name, kind of. Um, shit. He drove a minivan. What? Metadati? No. Yeah, it's so Russian. Well, you know, I'm just... You know, uh, Sokolidis. 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 Oh, Jake Sokolidis. Jake Sokolidis. Big Jake. Yeah. Man. Bad. Yeah, it's always fun to do the uh, where are they now with uh, Grizzlies draft picks. Well, the past couple of years has been pretty solid. Yeah. Other than that. Oof. Yeah. Mike Conley went up. We missed out. I guess that was um, – we got – that's why I had one of those drafts where we – I think probably the second or best or best um, lottery odds. Yeah. We ended up getting fourth. Got Mike Conley, which in hindsight, you know, it's – or taking a heartbeat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know if you actually would, but um, I mean, for what you like, think it worked in the long run, yeah, yeah. I mean, without that, probably everything's probably drastically different. 
Mm-hmm. Back then, when you count on your point guards. So his playoff performances just he get that little rhythm sometimes. He would hit that three that like didn't move the net. Remember? Mm-hmm. Just like hit like that perfect part of the back part of the rim and just like no net movement. That's like it's like everyone has free throws. For I know, game. just awesome. I remember him. Um, we drafted him right after um, he hit that buzzer beater against Tennessee. Tennessee was up twenty to nothing in the Elite Eight against him and Greg Oden. And he uh, he um, hit that little left corner, not left corner, but left wing three to win it. Yeah, because then Greg Oden might probably beat the shadow of Memphis in the next round. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of that too, so you know they were talking about the. Um, we haven't talked about the Marcus Smart trade yet, or what it, ever, or yet, whatever. Oh but, yeah, um, I thought that was awesome. I mean, I thought that there. I mean, you could not have gotten somebody better to to fit as like a grizzly for like so many reasons. Yeah, one, he's a veteran that'll you know I think keep certain people in line. For the most, I mean, I mean, they demand respect around the league, and like they'll. I don't know if you keep John Morant in line, but it's someone who's not going to be scared to say fucking chill. Well, and we're a defensive juggernaut now. We have two defensive player of the years. Two consecutive. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love it. We're going to turn this shit into like the New York Knicks, the 1990s, I think. I listened to GP and he told a story about um, how he, he played two years at Oklahoma State. After the first year, he was projected a top three pick. They're not going anywhere past three, but he stayed anyway because he wanted to. Uh, um, he's like, I'm not going to get to play with my friends anymore. Um, not going to get. I think we can. Th- this team can win a national championship. Yeah. I'm not going to get to live with my friends anymore. He goes, I know that's all over once I leave. Um, so he still wanted to do it one more year. He kind of banked on himself or bet on himself, and um, I think he still went like the six in the next draft. Um, it's worked out pretty decent for him, I'd say. But uh, the first game I remember, remember him watching, I remember watching of him that second year, and he came back. They played. I don't know if it was the Maui or what it was, but they played against Memphis, and Memphis was pretty decent. They got their revenge later on. It was in. It was in. Yeah, they they beat the shot of Memphis. The Memphis beat them in Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, uh, Mark Spart. I mean, he couldn't miss. Like he. I think he made 21 field goals, but he was like had 39 points and just beat. The, it's like every time they had anything, like he just take the ball like that was over with, man. He beat the shit out of them like all by himself. We watched that. Uh, we watched that Memphis, the Memphis Revenge game at Memphis Pizza Cafe. Yeah, I remember watching the other one at my apartment in um, the Hamiltons. I think when I watched that first one. Yep. Which yeah, Memphis was, Pizza uh, Cafe? It was me, York, and two girls, if I remember correctly. Fuck yeah, it was. It wasn't anything like that. It was like, I can't remember who it was. But it was <laughs> I don't know why, but that's all I remember. Because you lied to uh, you lied to somebody and told them that we weren't going there. I do remember that. I remember telling you that that was wrong. Who? Wait, how do you remember something like this? I have no idea what you're talking about. I remember everything. I don't ever forget anything in my life. It's a it's a burden <laughs> upon myself, but I just remember every single thing. I did forgot one thing. I have a portable charger here that's been here for a long time. A portable charger? It's a portable like charger. Like a portable Dodge charger? 
Yes, no, portable San Diego charger. It's a portable like charger that you left in my truck at uh, with Augusta. Still got it. Son of a bitch. Swear to God. I don't need it's probably not even charged. I don't even use it. I don't think that's mine, actually. Oh, it's you had it. What color is it? Black. No, mine was pink. <laughs> I what check this thing end up putting up 20 it'd be funny what's um york have you done uh the beach yet with your kids no well i mean years ago years and years ago we did um but it was like whenever Layton was a real little baby, and uh, it was more like a, hey, we're at the beach. It's hot. You're not enjoying yourself. Neither are we. Let's <laughs> go back up. So I you've never done the, like, you've never done the full-on, like, full day, pack up everything and, like, go down no. there for hours thing? No, we, we did win, but we didn't go for hours. But um, the girls went to the beach this year. Lucas wants to go to the beach real bad. So I'm trying to figure out a way to make that happen. Um, but other than that, yeah, I haven't done a check. So if someone offers me a beach house and some money and stuff, I'd be happy to go. And I can't offer yeah. you money, but I think Amanda's mom, she's always happy to let people use her uh, uh, house at the beach as long as she has like notice on it. And it's kind of Which, nice. It's like not right on the beach. Here you go. Um, what? Uh, which beach is it? North Carolina, Virginia. Uh, she lives just south of uh, Wilmington, so it's uh, Oak Island. Is uh, Oak Island like Southport? Is where she's at. It's nice. Southport's where like they shot some of the. They shot a couple of like Nicholas Sparks movies there, if I'm thinking correctly. Wilmington was um, One Tree Hill. Yeah, you can do tours. It's kind of wild. Not that I did them or anything, but <laughs> I recognize all those sites without a tour. <laughs> so let me let me give you the rundown of what I did for a week. You're with like a big group too, aren't you? Oh, buddy, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so we were there with three other families. Every other family that was there had three kids each. Why? So 11 kids total? Yes. Now, two of the 11, one is 10 months old, one is five months old. So they were, you know, they were just pretty stationary. Yeah, yeah, pretty stationary. Um. Now there were some good there were some good parts of it and there were some bad parts. For the most part, all the kids are entertaining each other. Yeah. Like it it was very rarely were my kids coming up and bothering me. Outside of hey, I'm hungry or like can I have a snack? Outside of that, like all are playing with each other nonstop. And I tell you what, when you've got multiple kids like that, 
Because, you know, basically the beach itinerary is you get up, you make breakfast. Everybody has, you know, all the adults have their coffee. Every, all the kids eat. And then you start getting everybody sunscreened up, start packing up the wagon, packing the cooler, getting snacks. And then uh, you head out. When you come back, because you got to do a break. You can't go all day. That's just insane. Um, you come back, you do lunch, and then a lot of the adults are napping. You've got kids like, you know, my youngest was napping. Um, but then honestly, like that was great because I wasn't off of work. So I would get a lot of work done during that time period because all the kids that weren't napping were either entertaining each other or, I mean, hell, my oldest would like, he basically was like rooming with two other kids. He would just go down to like his room and would just like get in bed and either like sit on his iPad and like chill or like watch a movie with another kid down there. So it was just like, it was just like having a babysitter. It was great. Um, and then like at, at nighttime with those other kids in there, I would go in there, you know, they, you know, get them bathed and get in their pajamas. And then we're like, all right, what do y'all want to watch? There's, there's a TV in there. So they pick a movie and I'm like, all right, I'm putting on. And then I put a sleep timer on the TV. So then they're probably all asleep anyway. But then once the TV goes off, then it's just like, okay, I guess we go to sleep. And like, at least my kids never had an issue with that where it was just like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, they were either already asleep or they would just go to sleep after the TV went off. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Not mine. (laughs) Now. So my youngest is, you know, a year and a half. So she's pretty, she's a hard out at like six 30 PM local time. I mean, she is, I mean, very lucky. She is the best sleeper. And will entertain herself until she falls asleep. We'll not cry. We'll just chill. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, my oldest never once, I think maybe came up one time to ask for water, but like never came up after hours, like once they were down. Um, now the, the two melatonin gummies probably help with that. <laughs> but, uh, Good. but yeah, I mean, outside of like just the noise and just the constant, you know, there were all these different groups of siblings there that are bickering and fighting. And yeah, outside of that, it was fine. Um, when you bring them back from the beach, do you just like line them all up and like hose them off? So, yeah. So major key when you, when you do it with, with kids, even, even without kids, like even when you're an adult, you got to have it. You got to get a beach house with a pool. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah. you got to come back. Cause it's just hot. Like it, and it honestly wasn't even that hot. Like we got back here to Nashville and it was hotter here than it was the beach. But, um, you yeah, this weekend with the heat, that was bad. Oh, it was miserable. But I mean, you, you get back to the house, they've got the little shower outside by the pool They we had a hose too. So we, get all the sand off as much as we could. And then that was the other temporary babysitter, but you had to have adults out there obviously, but like the kids would all want to swim after the beach. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you know, Hey, just keep getting, keep getting tired, keep getting tired. 
Um, so that was nice. Um, did you have any rain days down there or anything? Or was the weather always just one? Um, that was uh, Monday. So yeah, first beach day was Sunday. Monday, um, we uh, I think we did the pool in the morning. And then it stormed all day. But after that, the weather was great. Um, did have, I guess, three days of double red flags. So couldn't get in the water. Um, Damn. Which the kids did find a way to create a game of like running into the surf and then trying to get away from it. Didn't really have any bickering from uh, from my kids about that. It was just kind of like, hey, we can't go in there because it's dangerous. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, you know, kids like, you know, the most simplest things on the beach, like, Hey, just go over there and dig a hole. And then they'll just go do that for like three hours. Yeah. Um, I was going to say now I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure what happened, but for at least a day, my kid didn't have his beach shoes because somebody took them from the beach. Now, I don't know how y'all are about the beach because, you know, people will just take their sandals off right by the boardwalk. Yeah. I don't normally do that for this exact scenario. Yeah. For the off chance that someone's like, oh, I'm just going to steal these sandals. Um, So I don't know if it was just a kid that grabbed them by mistake or like a parent that was like, oh, shit, I forgot my kid's shoes and like they can't walk on the concrete. Um, But the next day they were returned. <laughs> but for that, like that was like, I guess the second, t- like the second beach excursion of the day. And so we had to like, cause I was, you know, the wagon and the tent and all the stuff. And then like we had another, another dad came back to carry my oldest back to the house. Cause he didn't have shoes. And like, you're going to get second degree burns on that asphalt. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah. So like for that night, I was like, who the fuck steals a kid's beach shoes? Like what a piece of shit! But it was probably just some kid. kid Good on them for returning it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's y'all's take on dinners at the beach? Like you know, all, how many people you need one night to like go somewhere, and eat something cool. But other than that, I mean, it's get there when you get there. Go to the grocery store, stock up, and make do especially with a lot of people I had an absolute and I wish I could pull Amanda in here right now because I about lost it on people last summer because we went with her her dad and his wife and her family and some of their friends to the beach and they were a big like we have to do everything together and, like, I don't give a shit about doing everything together. That's stupid as fuck in my book, especially when there's, like, 11 people. That's really stupid. So, I believe that, like, it's a vacation. Do what you want to do and, like, make it easy. So, like, if some people want to stay in and cook and do that, that's fine. If some people want to go out, they can do that and that's fine. But, like, you don't have to do everything together. That bugs the ever-living shit out of me. Well, if we ever go to the beach, I will go. I'm going to do nothing but everything that you do. I don't care if it's like four people, but if it's like 11 people, that's some dumb shit. So what I do 
And this was just like what we always did. Cause like we, we I grew up going down to Panama city yeah. and this was like pre redneck Riviera. So this was like back when it was just like a sleepy little beach town. And like everybody in my family kind of all shared a, a little cottage and we would go every, every summer. And it was just a thing. We always went out to eat. So I've just kind of adopted that where it was just always, you know, it's vacation. I don't want to stay in the house and cook because that's what I do every night. And especially when it's that big of a group, you know, it's kind of hard to just, you know, okay. So tonight, like my family's going to eat this. So like, can I have the kitchen to cook this? Like, I don't want to cook for that many people. So we only did the, the one dinner at the house we did was pizza, which is easy. Yeah. You know, order, you know, I think we ordered like six or seven boxes of pizza. Everybody likes pizza. Yeah. So outside of that though, like, I don't know, we've always taken our kids to restaurants. So, you know, for the most part, they, they understand and like know how to behave. And, you know, if it, if it gets desperate enough, we'll, you know, we'll bring the iPad and we'll, we'll make do, but I don't know. I've just always kind of, you know, said, all right, we're, we're on vacation. We're at the beach. Like we're going to go get some nice seafood. We're going to enjoy, you know, eating our weight and crab claws and oysters and all of that. Um, but yeah, we, 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 we went out to eat every night, but one while we were there and pretty much there was one other family that went with us a couple of times, but everybody else would just eat dinner at home. And I was just like, that just, yeah. to me, that just doesn't sound fun. But that's perfectly fine though, because you didn't try to do everything as a group. So that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, I would probably avoid that anyway, because that's just too many people. Exactly. And, but yeah, I was always the thing like, is too, in a situation like that, it's not the kids you have to worry about. It's the adults that you start having to worry about. What do you mean? Like when you go out like as a group and everything. Cause I can't get pissed off at kids, but I can get pissed off real quick at adults. <laughs> they can create an awkward situation. Yeah. I mean, what did I do? I think I looked like, God, I wish Maida was in here. She would probably tell it better than me, but we, we were out like it was me and her. We wanted to go get like lunch and then like eight other people joined and the waiter came up to like take orders. And, like, you know, like when a waiter comes up to take orders, like typically people that are closest to him will start the ordering process and nobody was saying anything. I literally looked up, I go, well, I guess I'll fucking do it then. <laughs> Just started ordering from my like, the table. Like Amanda's like shitting herself and like her dad's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, we are all fucking idiots. <laughs> so I had to have an attitude adjustment after that. Hey, Marty, had, here, if you're listening. Have y'all ever, well, Joe, you're, you're new to the game. So you, I would hope you haven't had this situation, but York, have you ever had anyone try to discipline your kids no. in front of you? No. That can get awkward. Oh yeah. We had, we had an incident. It wasn't with my kids. Um, where there was some, uh, some, <laughs> some other parents chiming in 
And uh, I wasn't around when it happened, but if I did, if I was, I would have like sunk into the couch or just got up and left. You would have gotten all, you would have gotten the phone out and started recording. <laughs> because and I was I'm like, gonna catch, I'm going to catch the slap here. Like, oh my God. Like, you don't do that. Like, I might, if it's just a playful, you know, argument, misunderstanding between two kids, I'm going to be like, hey, like, Let's all be nice. Let's all be nice to our friends. You know, let's let's share. I might do one of those. But that's but not anything intense. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not stepping in and like reprimanding someone's kid. Right. I, I think I probably always beat, beat everybody to the punch when it comes to that anyway with my own kids. Because I'm just. I, I can't say how they can get sometimes in public. I mean, I might come off as like mean or, you know, overbearing or whatever, but it's just like, you don't act this way all the time. Like what people are around, why are you doing this? But quit. Most of the time they do it because like when I see them, I hand them all a $5 bill and say, embarrass dad. Well, that's what I'm to do with your kids. I'll pay you to let them embarrass me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Oh, but I've, I've this, not disciplined, but I've let some other kids that were not mine let, let them know how I felt about what they're doing. Like if, if we're out of thing and um, kids are acting away, the parents just aren't doing anything about it. Then they'll come over to yeah, me there and, was, I'll just, and I'll just grab them. Like, Fucking fuck. There was one night where I was in there and like, look, I, I've never been the like anti-screen time parent because it's inevitable. It's 2023. These kids are probably all going to be using iPads and laptops when they're in middle school and high school. So might as well let them get acclimated to it now so they know how to use them. But it's it's also vacation for the kids, too. Like, I'm going to let you watch TV. I'm going to let you hang out with your friends and watch a movie. Yeah. But, yeah, there was one night where I went in there to turn, to, turn the TV on, and one of the kids was like, well... I don't think I'm supposed to watch TV at night. And I just kind of didn't even check up. And I was like, well, my, well, my son's going to. So if you, if you want to remove yourself from your room, feel free. But only thing I am about screen time is one. If it's when you do have to have them stop doing it and then they lose their shit because it's just like, what do you mean? Like, no, 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 no. Like I'm in this now. That's if, if they can know that at some point they have to stop or at some point during the night, like you do the sleep timer thing at some point during the night, like you cannot like Lucas, if I don't cut his TV off, I will, uh, I will like, you know, I'll have to go in there and cut off. Cause he will watch it till two o'clock in the morning. If I forget, or if I like fall asleep or something, like he will not go to sleep. He'll just watch it all. Um, but the other ones, like they'll, if the, if the girls are watching TV, they'll end up going to sleep, but the screen time thing, it's, it's, it's just iffy because I, I think all kids are different. I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but it's it's when they act away when, when it dies or when they act just obnoxious about something not going right with it. Then it's just like, okay, if it's going to make you act this way, we just need to get rid of it. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, like I said, every kid's different. Like when it starts controlling the behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't know. Like I said, we we have some pharmaceutical help with that, with the uh, 
melatonin and whatnot. But, um, but I don't know, like we, you know, if it's time to put the iPad away, my oldest is pretty good about understanding, um, at night, you know, last night, um, he recently discovered the movie inside out and he's a big fan of that movie. And he was wanting to watch that last night. You know, I'm like, all right, 10 minutes. So I put the timer on and, uh, once it's up, you know, he might protest a couple times. But then it's like, no, gotta, gotta go to bed. And it's like, okay. So, cause it helps to like build in that early discipline on, Hey, we can watch TV and we can, we can watch our movies and our shows, but moderation. But real, real um, quick, I'm looking at this little, this uh, comparison someone tweeted about TA and uh, Marcus Smart. So both Oklahoma State, both went to the NBA Finals with Boston, both made first team all defense. They both joined the Grizzlies at eight at 29. I didn't realize that was the same. Yeah. Um, and both obviously guards who can defend pretty much anybody. Didn't think about that. TA in college looks completely different. Did Tony yeah. Allen only play at Oklahoma State? I think so, yeah, unless he went to JUCO before that. No, because he was uh, – he won player of the year at Oklahoma State, which was weird. That is kind of odd. But that's like mm. David Roddy doing that in, um, for Colorado. For Colorado, Colorado State. State. I, I, I can't ever remember which one he went to. Who? David Roddy. I have no idea who that is. What's Grizzlies? He was right for the Grizzlies. Last year. The guy whose mom. Oh, was oh yeah. yeah okay. Big body ready. His mom was, his mom must live here. His mom was like every game almost, right? I don't know. Maybe. I feel like they always showed her. Hey, what do y'all do for, um, and I mean, hell, y'all might not have any, I, I don't know if y'all have done it or not yet or not, but in terms of flying with kids. Because like Amanda's going to have to fly mm-hmm. with... Never Joe done Tom. it. Really? Never done it. You ever done it, York? Nope, but I was um, talking to a lady that was... Um, I bought her a drink because she was under a lot of stress. She, um, Her daughter was flying, who was 11, flying by herself. So she had like escort through the airport. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And like see her on the plane and stuff like that and um watching the plane leave and she said it's it's real put together how they handle all that because it would freak yeah. me the fuck out. I mean Amanda, she she's gonna fly and she's gonna fly to Nashville because that's where the direct flight is from there are two Myrtle Beach because she's gonna fly into Myrtle Beach and spend some time with her dad and then drive up to Wilmington and spend time with her mom and then fly back. So it's a direct flight. When is this? July 6th. Until when? Uh, the the 12th or the 13th. Yeah. Because right. it's the week that we're up. It's the week that we're the weekend we're at Milan. So we're going to take off the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. So that we can just rage while she's out of town. I'm taking off that. Well, I'm I'm going to work that Friday, and then I'm off that Saturday and Sunday 
for the tournament that I hope to God Danny schedules me to close that Monday. We're not going to make it back anyway. That's probably the case. But now I was hoping that y'all had some tips or tricks or some, and I think it'll be okay. Cause like the, the flight there is at night. So it's kind of right. You know, when he's, and he's pretty good with his sleep routines and everything like that so far. The flight coming back, I think, might be a little bit earlier, but not too, too bad. But it's like, how do you control, like, a uh, what it'll be? I think he's at the age now. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. I feel bad her doing it, like, by herself. But, I mean, I, I don't I mean – I don't have vacation days this first year at Cherokee. So, I mean, I'm taking off to go to the golf tournament. But that can just work as, like, my two off days. So, I'm not really losing anything. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know a baby's there unless the baby makes it known that it's there. Yeah. So. And he's good. I mean, we've been good about like taking him out to like restaurants and stuff like that. So he's used to being out public and everything. But uh, listeners and and viewers, if you have any tips or tricks, uh, please feel free to uh, don't DM me because I'm probably not going to look at it if you DM me. But DM my wife. Still never done the uh, still never done the flight with kids. We've somehow avoided that. Um, How long was the drive down to Florida for y'all? Uh, so I mean, a straight shot is seven. Uh, now you do have to just you literally go through the belly of the beast and you drive yeah. straight down Alabama, which sucks. Um, but with two kids. Bathroom breaks, lunch, it's about eight, eight That's and a half bad. with traffic. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, you, I swear, right around Montgomery, every single fucking time, there is something there every single time. Um, it happens, and then it's, it happens in city, you know? And then as soon as you get to like three, like you're like 331 and you run into like the highway down there in Florida, um, God, what is it? Uh, the one that's like parallel to 30A. Um, you know about the one that like if you're coming from Mississippi, like you go through Mobile and then you hop on and like once you get into Florida, you're on that. Yeah. So you basically I'm just I'm just going to look it up because I don't want to say it wrong. But yeah, so you you hit um, 331 after Montgomery. And then when you get down into Florida, you go through Defuniac Springs, Freeport. Um, uh, you run through all that. What is that? Oh, Highway 98. 98, yeah. So the 331-98 interchange. That's like always pretty congested. Yeah. Um, and then I, I swear, like the last couple of times, it always rains right there when you're in traffic. Um, but that's like really it. Like that's kind of where we always hit traffic outside Montgomery and then just right there, just because everybody's going to the beach and it's uh, 
congested. Yeah, but there like super early or super late, you're gonna run into traffic. I was thinking about that too when we were coming back. We left pretty reasonable hour around like seven a.m., seven fifteen. Yeah, and waited till we got out of thirty eight territory, grabbed some coffee, and then got going. And, you know, so it's like eight o'clock, eight 15. And I'm seeing people with like cars loaded up, you know, with luggage racks and, you know, they're clearly going to the beach. And like, every time I would see those cars, I'm like thinking to myself, how early did these people, did these people leave home or like, did they drive halfway and they're just coming from like Birmingham or something? Or they split it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, do they just live close? But yeah, I mean, it's uh, that was always something that I would think about just seeing people. And I'm like, good Lord. I, mean, I would guess like if you were if I'm trying to think about this area, but like if you were like in Jonesboro or in like Little Rock or something. It's almost enough of a drive where you could split it up if you were going down there, like if you got off work and then drove like halfway and then drove halfway the next day. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, one of the families, or the one of the families we were with that had the two infants, they were coming from Memphis, and they stayed in Montgomery. Like, they drove to Montgomery and got a hotel and stayed there just with two tiny babies. Yeah, yeah. Hard to do it all in one shot, but, um, but yeah, the drive is easy. I mean, it's just straight down. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's um, now I will say, I think the cutoff is probably five years old, depending on how early or how good, uh, you know, if they're, if they can swim. Um, But anything under five years old, maybe under four years old, there is no downtime on the beach. (laughs) Like, unless you can keep them in the tent or, like, keep them occupied with toys, um, especially with, like, a one-and-a-half-year-old that was, yeah. like, constantly wanting to, like, go run in the water. Um, uh, it's just constant work. And so, yeah, it's, like, basically, like you're trading off, like, you're trading blows with, like, the other parent of, like, all right, it's your turn. Like, I'm going to sit down here and drink a beer and relax, um, which is not too bad and i mean my kids were pretty good about understanding like we can't go in the water without a parent or if it's two red flags you can't go in at all yeah um but yeah i mean having the other kids at the beach was helpful because yeah like they would all get into like a big hole and would just dig or like play with toys and stuff um but yeah i mean it was um it was it was a lot of work that was like where like at night after, cause like we would go to dinner at like four 30 to where you're like beating the rush. You get in, you eat, you get back around six ish, put the youngest to bed. The oldest will, you know, hang with the other kids for a little bit. You put them in bed and then at about, you know, seven 30, It's just, you know, parents night out at that point where you're just all yeah. chilling and, you know, Watching TV, drinking, playing board games, whatever. Um, which I'll say this, maybe this is a hot take. 
I didn't say it while we were playing it. I said it later to my wife. I think Cards Against Humanity sucks. I feel like it was. I feel like it was really good. Like when we were younger, I feel like kind of like early mid twenties. It was really fun. And then I don't know if I'd play it now. It's. I just think it's stupid because, I guess the point is like to know the person's turn, like whoever the person that's you know calling out the black card. You have yeah. to know like their sense of humor but then you can also like have like a really good card and like oh like nailed it like this is perfect for this person and their sense of humor but then somebody else can just have some obnoxious bullshit that's like ruth bader ginsburg's dildo is painted rainbow and she has a bag of skittles in her hand and then that's just like oh it's the best card going with that one no, you, you can go ahead. You can go oh, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I can't that... play games like that. I can't play games like apples to apples because what was apples to apples? That was oh, that's just boy. that's not fun. That's not funny that's to me. Not fun. It's not funny. It's like if you know what's funny, it's funny too. If you let the kids play that, they can just come up. She's got poopy in her mailbox, and all the kids would just start laughing. That's what those games are for. <laughs> like, uh I mean, learn how to play Nerf, you uncultured slime. Okay, hey, Lucas learned. He did? Mm-hmm. He's smarter than me. I still, I still can't figure this fucking game out. Oh, I love it. No, the good, good game to play with people like out of town is... Um, I'm picturing the game. Uh, brain, brains and Friends. Um... Cranium, 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 cranium. I am brains and friends. Never what it was, but uh, cranium's awesome. I'm awesome at that game. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big uh, ticket to ride guy. Love ticket to ride. What? You never heard ticket to ride? Mm -hmm. It's an amazing game. Like you build. You basically like will like build your railroads and try to have like you know the most points off of like building the railroads and everything. That's Monopoly, stupid. So we Monopoly played um, to kick your ass in Monopoly back in the day. Oh no, bullshit! Joe, you ever played Dominion? No. We played that while I was there. I played it one time. And it was with like a couple of the other parents that were like super into it. It's but, like you know a typical. It's like a typical like world domination type game. Oh yeah. It's all right. I didn't mind it. It's a yeah. lot to keep up with. And it's kind of one of those where like you draw certain sets of cards. So like every game is different because you get different sets of like um like action cards and it's like a point system. Um but you know, it was all right. It's not like uh what's the like Catan and Catan, yeah. There's another like world domination game that um what's the other one? Risk. Yeah. Kind of like that. that. There was no there was no board though. I was kind of bummed. I was like, I need a board to look it's at. Small cards. But we, we did watch Jaws uh three. Y'all ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen awesome. it. It, it was random, it was randomly on Sunday morning too. I was thinking because you had said it and 
I was on the channel Sunday morning, Jaws 3 was on. I was like, God damn it. Stupid fucking. I know it's like one of our obviously what they're about, but I've never seen them. It's don't, it's, it's, well, actually, if you just want like to watch a kitschy movie, it's, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, Jaws, Jaws 1 is good. Yeah. Jaws 2 is not bad. The worst one is Jaws is Revenge. Have you seen that one? Shit. Yes. When they're in the Bahamas. Yeah, holy shit. I forgot that was a movie. And the <laughs> the shark follows him to the Bahamas. Yeah. And has a ven- <laughs> has a vendetta against the family. You're just going to watch this movie right now. <laughs> Dude, a shark with like revenge like on his head. But yeah. I think the he's uh, like those motherfuckers. <laughs> what's the shark movie that's coming out with Jason Statham right now? The Meg, uh, Meg- Meg, too. That thing looks fucking ridiculous. Oh, dude, it is awesome. Have you seen the first one? The first one is awesome. <laughs> I've never seen it. And I oh, just saw the preview for the Meg, too, and I was like, what is this? It's a Megalodon. Uh, so Jaws, deep blue Jaws, the, Jaws the Revenge. Let me hold on. It got a. I believe it got a zero. I believe we got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. That's impressive. Let's not forget about Sharknado, that whole phenomenon. God. <laughs> Tara, Reed. Tara Reed, the guy from 90210. Oh, God. With some other folks. Jeez. So Jaws, Jaws 3, which was also dubbed Jaws 3D. That's right, yeah. Because you could see it in theaters. It's actually like not the worst like it's super corny and yeah it's dennis quaid you got Bess armstrong louis gossett jr's in it he's like super young leah thompson's in it um i mean dennis quaid is so young in that movie but dude jaws the revenge is so fucking bad like the only thing that's good about it is michael Caine's in it <laughs> Which I we were there and we were talking about it and a friend that was one of the parents that was there, we were talking about it and he was like he read that Michael Caine was nominated for like a Golden Globe or something and skipped going. He some award he skipped going because he said he was afraid that if he left the set he would not return <laughs> because it was so bad. If I leave the set, I will not return. <laughs> so what are they, they just must pay him just a shit ton of money. Probably. The budget was $23 million. I bet, like, probably two, three of that was to him. But yeah, Jaws, Jaws 1's legit. I well, like Jaws now, like all like like all the stuff with sharks and shit. Now, they like the real stuff. Like, I wish they wouldn't put that shit like so viral of people just getting eaten by sharks. Like, what the fuck? No, that's How the that's do the that? that you're thinking of. No, I, that, the that is you, like, there's something in, like Asia or some shit that oh, this guy that, just, just that guy that got eaten. Yes, that was terrifying. Like, why would you video that? I mean. I'm pretty sure it was like that guy was on vacation with his family. Jesus. And I mean, like he's out in the water. So it's like, 
you can't go in there to save him because then you're gonna die. There's like really nothing you can do, but also, yeah, like why are you filming that? There's like, oh, uh, uh. So, yeah, I it's just my you know, this goes back to the ocean gate thing. Why you why do you want to go down there? Why do you want to go? Yeah, there's no reason to go down in the ocean. Why do you want to go into the bowels of this place? Unless you're James Cameron. All it wants to do is murder you. Like, that's what I was saying while we were at the beach. I was like, the ocean has done the ultimate finesse where it's like, I have tricked everyone into coming here every year for vacation and to tempt fate by getting into the water where all I want to do is murder you. Like the ocean's never, it's undefeated in the sense that like it's never lost. It's never, <laughs> never been beaten. lost. <laughs> never lost. It's never been beaten. I guess. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I like n- nothing. And sometimes the ocean gets so pissed off, it storms its own storm and throws it up on land and tries to kill everybody there too. Yeah. I. But yeah, like again, like I, why are you going in a submarine, dude? Just YouTube that shit. You can see the Titanic wreckage on YouTube. Yeah, that I don't get. Just and then also, why are you going to get into a fucking homemade septic tank that this dude's got a freaking PlayStation controller? Well, and I mean, my thing is this: if if James Cameron's dedicated his life to show us this. Okay, appreciate him as an artist and just watch it on his videos. I mean, the dude missed 9-11 down there at the Titanic. You know, I mean... Really? Yeah, have you not seen that? No. So Daniel was telling me about it. He sent me the video. And on one of the one of his, like, trips down to the Titanic, he comes up, gets out of the submarine, and Bill Paxton's like, hey, the worst terrorist event in history has happened, and, like, tells him about 9-11. Like it is insane. Wow. No bullshit. What? I was Bill just. Paxton. I was. Yeah, because Bill Paxton was like doing some of the stuff with him when he was going down, looking at Titanic. He was in Titanic. Looking at some of the adventurous. But yeah, he found out about it when he came up from a dive. Wow. And that other thing he went down in where he went down the Mariana Trench, like that thing was nuts. He could barely fit into it. I mean, it's, that dude's insane, man. Props to him. And the Avatar ride's okay. cool. I've never seen the movies, but the ride's cool. Well, how would you want to do that? He's fucking crazy. But I got respect for the guy. There's like, you go that deep into the ocean, there's like fucking dinosaurs down there. Yeah. It works like space, I think. You know, like space, like what we're seeing is like thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. Well, like when you go down into the ocean, it like works in the opposite. Like the deeper you go down, the further back in history you go. Yeah. Well, just to complete the whole experience, while we were at the beach, we also watched Interstellar. Fuck that movie. Which is just like, ooh. Which one is that one? The one where they go to the planet, like every minute is like years and all this shit, and like they go in between dimensions and he moves books around and all that. They go stuff. through a they go through a wormhole. 
to another uh another because they're trying to it's like in the future on earth and there's basically like another dust storm that has killed all the like crops and shit and so everybody's trying to find a way to save humanity by finding another habitable planet Matthew McConaughey um, and Anne Hathaway. And yeah, Matt Damon's in it. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, Michael Caine's in that one. Oh. You got. Uh, geez, that cast is loaded. No shit. That was a Nolan movie, wasn't it? Oh, fuck yeah, it was. But Michael Caine's in it, duh. Dude, Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain and and Anne Hathaway in a movie. Which one's Hathaway? Full stop. Let's do it. Uh, she was Catwoman. Catwoman. Got, what a Chris Nolan just all in on Anne Hathaway and fucking. Yep. Michael Caine. Timothy Sha- Timothy Chalamet's in it. Is he really? I like him. I like that guy. What was he? Six. He played yeah. like the he played Matthew McConaughey's son prior to him going to space where he was there for forever. I'm going to go to space, right, boy? you be right here. I'm going to come right back. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to build a homemade rocket. I'm just going to roll up this bugger. John Lithgow is the father-in-law? No, you're thinking of Third Rock from the Sun. Different space movie. Yeah, that was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Who else is in this? Yeah, Michael Kane. Casey Affleck plays the older Timothy Chalamet. I just remember watching that movie and being extremely mad. I kind of like I kind of like those movies where it's like, yes, like I'm all in on you making me feel really fucking stupid. Because like I, I read about it after we watched it. Like Christopher Nolan did immense research with like actual like scientists about everything to make it as real as possible. Like there are some, like there's some, some Hollywood stuff thrown in there, but like for the most part, the science was all real. Yeah. To make it legitimate. Um, that's how I am about the Martian. We talked about that when Felder was on, that was one of my comfort movies, but like, yeah, just like that type of stuff where it's just all these smart ass people in space. I think it's Christopher Nolan. He's making uh, uh, is Oppenheimer him? Oppenheimer, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he said that's just blowing everybody's fucking mind. Oh yeah, I mean, that shit's gonna be wild. I can't wait. I love Christopher Nolan. I heard with Oppenheimer, they're having to like theaters are having to like strategically decide what theaters to put them in because the movie's so fucking like loud and everything that they can't stick it next to like a kid's movie or like a quieter movie because they can't keep everything like in control because of the sound with the movie. Hmm. Which makes sense. I mean, it's about fucking us building atomic weapons, but yeah. Don't what it works talking about because they saw on TikTok um, the war with uh, we're about to have with all the stuff that the U.S. isn't talking about no, God, Russia and Christ. Xi Jinping from wherever. Oh, I'm going to say, oh, did you hear about this? No one's talking about this. I said, where did you hear it from? 
Well, it was on TikTok. I said, okay. They're like, why do you always do that? I was like, because every time y'all complain about something or say that we're all dead about something, nothing happens. We're still here. If, until it happens, whatever. Yeah. TikTok, believe it or not, not a great source of information for news. And if it's not there, then they heard it on Facebook. Oh, now Facebook, there's one you can believe. Speaking yeah, I talking about huh? the fight between Zuckerberg and uh, Musk. No, nah, I saw Elon's mom called it off. Bitch. <laughs> that's a thing we were that's a thing we were talking about the other day with the other parents about uh like kid like teenagers these days will use tiktok as like google that's like fucking scary yeah, yeah like now i don't know if it's like that's scary edu- fucking sharks eating people <laughs> Like I like they'll use it as like you know find a tutorial and like you know whatever instead of using like YouTube or just straight up Google they'll just use TikTok. Yeah, that's really dumb. That <laughs> just sure. I'm done. I'm I'm just fucking done. <laughs> I'm excited to watch like discussion or something. Another thing that makes me angry. Interstellar makes me angry. Kids looking at stuff on TikTok makes me angry. Why didn't you like Interstellar? Because it was just confusing? You know, it just, just, you just. Small brain can't handle it. Yeah, my small brain can't handle it. I was going to say, have you seen Tenet? No. I heard that Um, was a dud. No, it was, it was visually really cool. And the acting was really good. But it was just, I still have no idea what was going on. I mean, Inter- Interstellar I liked, but at the same time it was just like somebody needs to introduce him to like a like an editor that like actually has a ball sack and will <laughs> tell him like, hey, actually we're going to cut this shit because it doesn't need to be in your fucking movie. Like movies don't need to be any longer than 90 minutes. That's my whole thing. If I see that a movie is longer than 90 minutes, it's going to take a whole lot for me to like that movie. A whole lot. When we were growing up and you could go to the, the sports page and flip to the back and sell things, all the movies were like 80 to like 93 minutes. And now all these fucking directors, they think they need to have full control and make their, you know, five hour movies and everything. And it's, it's, they don't need it. It's the same reason you don't let a coach be the GM of a, of a sports team. You have a director and you have a film editor. And the editor's job is to take it from being a piece of shit that has no continuity to it and make it into a, a usable film. And these guys, they just don't like – there's not that, that, that balance of power anymore. See, I disagree. I love, love long movies. Good love boy. I do. I just love them. Like when I, Batman's come out, it's always like, oh, it's like two hours and 45 minutes. I'm like, fuck. Yes. Another one. An editor would be much appreciated. The the new Batman? With, uh, what's his name? The Flash? No, no, no. The Batman movie. Uh, Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Oh. That one was really good. I it, thought was it was long. Good too. It was long. 
but hey, it was very good. Can y'all explain to me the Flash movie without me having to go see it? This one man runs fast and he hangs out with Batman. But why? What's the point? I don't understand this. So oh, he, no he, um, so in this one, he finds out that he can run fast enough to go back in time. Okay. And then he, he tries to go back in time to save his, I believe his mother from being murdered. And then he, you know, changes all course of like, there's different, uh, that's all Michael Keaton timelines. Okay. So that, okay. Now it makes sense to me. Cause I was wondering why, because it's the Michael Keaton, Batman and yeah. Ben Affleck, Batman. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's two different timelines going on. Or at, at least two different ones. I so I, I haven't seen it, but I guess he saves his mom or maybe he tries and fails, but then like something, you know, creates a whole nother um, timeline. Also, like Loki. Is this the same movie that was being made when uh, um, fuck, Ezra Miller, when Ezra Miller was like going yeah. insane a couple of years ago? Yep. Jesus I read like a, I read like a, yeah, yeah. I read like a 30 tweet thread about the whole movie and like all the stuff it went through. That would have been just a fucking shit show. He was in, yeah. uh, because Ben Affleck's not that anymore. Yeah. Huh? What a hit. What'd you say, Joe? Ben Affleck's not Batman. Robert Pattinson's Batman now. Different, different thing. Different world, different universe. DC's like, Batman. Unless Robert Pattinson's a DC Batman too. I don't know. Well, Robert Pattinson's like a. Who did that Batman? God damn! Like this is why I don't do it. This is this is the exact reason why I don't do it. The thing it. is, you could never have enough Batman. I will watch every single one of them. Batman's the best. I don't disagree with you, but at the same time. All of this stuff is very confused. Oh, no. So that one was produced by Warner Brothers and DC Films. The Robert Pattinson one or The Flash? Yeah. Both. Mm. So I guess they're rebooting the Batman with Robert Pattinson now. Yeah, but how can you reboot something that's another one still going on? This is going to just make more money. Why can't we just make movies like Manchester by the Sea? I like that movie. (laughs) I'm flipping through here. Have y'all ever seen uh, True Grit? The original or the new one? Which one? Um, Jeff Bridges? 2010, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Really good. (laughs) I saw Cohen Brothers. I figured I might like it. Ooh, yeah. Jeff Jeff Bridges is basically just Rooster Cogburn now. Like that's just who he is now. Um, other thing that's really good is I've been binge watching uh, Shrinking on Apple TV. I keep hearing about that. Yeah, I kept phenomenal. Looking at it. Is it? I just absolutely finished, phenomenal. I finished Severance, and I finished. I'm almost done with Ted Lasso. What do you think? How mad are you? Like Severance is done. They're not going to make any more of it. No, they're don't. They're gonna do it. Nope. It seems like one of those movies, one of those shows that you can redo with a new cast if you wanted to. Really? Yeah. What do you think? What do you like, think um, of it? 
It was interesting. It was, um, I like the concept. I like the concept of the premise is fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah it was good. It, but it was like, they cursed that girl. Like she was one trying to mess with everything, but, they, but I, but I don't understand. And I guess, cause I kept watching the last episode and falling asleep. Cause I watch it late at night, every single time. And I know she hit like a hundred percent on the thing. Mm-hmm. And they, then the guy sent a video. He was like, I love you. And it was too, she was like, Oh, well that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i really don't remember how it ended i have to remember if i like unless that was how it ended remember they're they're at the the party yeah like they go into the they go into the real world from being separated and like they're about to figure things out and it just goes blank which is supposed to lead to the new season so yeah they're they're no longer severed but she knows everything. Yeah. And she's about to do her speech. Because she's okay. the founder's daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. York, so what do you think of the uh, the pancake dinner thing? That was the weird sex thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that weird what? house with like the masks. Remember? Well, yeah, I'm getting, you I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting that because I've been watching Black Mirror too, so it's all really just fucking running together. God, no, that's a guy got, fucking a pig in Black Mirror. No, this I never crazy. got I never got into that. Get, but you're starting at season one, right? No, I'm I'm starting at season now. Okay, yeah, because it didn't matter. Season season one's good, and then they're not good, and then I think this new season's supposed to be good. This new season's good, but season one, you should you need to go watch that. It's really good. If you just need something easy to watch, Shrink. I watched Extraction 2 last night. It's not easy at all. Oh, dude, it's just constant violence. It's awesome. Just Chris no, Hemsworth shit. just yeah. <laughs> beating the shit out of people. He is like the coolest fucking dude. I didn't meet him, but I saw him at an event I worked in New York one time. He is humongous. Like this was like right when he, right when he got to be Thor, and he was which not one, skipping. Which one's that again? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he was not skipping workouts back then, but yeah, he doesn't Le- skip them Liam's now. Liam's his little bitch, little brother. <laughs> What's his brother's name? Liam. Liam. And that dude, that event, it was. Uh, some like save the oceans benefit and uh Adrian Grenier was there and he was dressed just like Vinny Chase. Like it was like pretty much like a black tie affair. Like Hemsworth and his wife, like Hemsworth had a tux on, his wife had like a you know nice like ball gown, like fancy dress on. Everybody else was in like suits and tuxes, and then Adrian Grenier's just in there with like jeans and a hoodie on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, you're just in your, like, season one entourage vibe right now. Yeah, the extraction movies are good. If you just if you just want to watch this, like, a film where, you know, it's just, gonna, it's just a shoot 'em up action movie. And then have you all done, have you all watched the Arnold documentary yet? No, not yet. It's pretty it's pretty good. 
His whole story is just wild. Just went from being like a poor kid from Austria to being like the 80s, early 90s action star. And then the governor of California. Yeah. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to win 13 bodybuilding titles while you're like, before you do all this, like California, California, California. California. We're going to clean house. (laughs) He was after after Jerry Brown out there, wasn't he? Dude, there was a great uh, Bill Hader was on Conan and he was talking about the first time he like interacted with uh, Schwarzenegger. He said he was at uh, he was working on collateral damage. And um, Arnold Schwarzenegger came up to him and asked him where like his makeup people were. And uh, he was like, uh, I don't know, like, I'll have to find them. And like Schwarzenegger was like, yes, find them. Show me your leadership capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill Hader does a really good Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then he was like, oh, they're uh, they're right there. They're they're right there. They're sitting in those chairs. I've got to watch that. I've got to watch the last season of Barry. I just don't watch that yet. Good. Yeah, we haven't either. Man, that shit got dark real quick. But it's good. Hadn't watched that. Hadn't watched Succession. Way behind. Man, that's a good show. I'll be honest with you, man. This kid's getting in the way of things. It really is. I'm going to have to have a talk with him. Hey, if you want, I can hold him for a little bit and um, give you give all some free time. You want to babysit him like we do a date night? You babysit him? I'd love that more than anything in this world. You and, you and my mom are like the same people with that. <laughs> it's just like the best gift we could give you would be like. Except she gets to hold him, and y'all won't let me hold him. You you can hold. Why can't you hold him? There's always just something. There's some reason why not. Just be like my mom. Mom has gotten better. She used to walk in, and like I will have just gotten home from work too, and I'm holding them, and she'd just be like, "Give them to me." I'm like. Like, first off, also, you can say no <laughs> boundaries. Okay. And then she'd be like, Well, I haven't seen him today. And I'm like, Well, I haven't seen him either. Like, what, like, what are we doing here? I haven't seen him either. Like, calm down. Give, you know, the Virginia Slims a couple seconds to get off the clothing. And then we'll do this. <laughs> let's go outside to air out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Let's air it out. <laughs> what are you drinking there? Is that a lining kugel? Is that a lining kugel? Juicy peach. So fucking good, dude. Oh, Juicy I went peach. to, um, I went to uh, that new that brewery down the street. Um, oh yeah, by Brookhaven. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. It was uh, I got um, call like Hook Point or something, isn't hook it? Hook Point, yeah. yeah. Okay, I tried a few different ones. But yeah, good. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, they have good liquid. Mm-hmm. They had one that was like a nitro something. They had like with it was like a some kind of banana something. My favorite one was like a blueberry something. Ooh, blueberry. But they didn't have anything that was sour. That's a shame. Uh, that was a shame. That's my favorite thing about it. You like sours? Love sours. Ooh. I cleave and his wiki sour. Scare mix. <laughs> sour beers are just like that. That to me, like, is. That's, that's, that, Ash, that's that Asheville bullshit. The Funkatorium. Uh, Asheville loves sour beer. 
but I just, I, I, to me, that's like a flavor of summer for me. Like they're just so like crisp and like kind of refreshing. Like that's just a, a flavor of summer for me. It is. And it's also June. So. What do you mean? It's, June? It's, it's summer. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I recognize that flavor as like, I'm not going to have that in December. We're going to have like a, like a cocoa. No, in December, I mean, let's be honest. Hey. I'm, I'm probably just drinking Ananda, Bushlight, or Budweiser 99% of the time anyway. Hey, should we... Uh, why don't we... Are we capable of doing this? Can we draft Christopher Nolan films? I'd have to look up. I don't know what I've seen of his. What do you think, York? Oh yeah, I'm in that. Let me find it real quick. So I can refresh. I'm pulling he's up. he's got quite the quite the resume. Quite the old resume. The old C V. He did Memento? Yeah, dog. I did did not realize that he did Memento or The Prestige. Yeah, dude's fucking goaded. The Prestige is really good. (laughs) This guy can make some good movies. Does he like? Does he make any movies without fucking what's his nuts? Who? Christian Bale, Cillian Murphy. Where is he from? Is he American? No, he's British. He's British. 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 So it has to be movies he directed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does make some long ass movies though. His Batman, his Batman's probably like the best looking, like the coolest looking Batman. Not like the George Clooney was like the nipples, and like the other ones. But this was the coolest looking Batman. Besides, George, unless you think about the whole like, like a gigantic packet area. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Just, just, just so much curvature to like the little sack. Then you got, then you got Mister Freeze as a card. Everyone, chill. <laughs> that was was that Batman Forever? That was Batman uh, and Robin. Batman and Robin, yeah. Batman and Robin. Alicia Silverstone. Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was the best. That was like my favorite action figures to have. Was the uh, the Batman and Robin action figures? Fucking cool. Yeah, Batman and Robin was so bad. It was good. That was awesome. Jim Carrey is the Riddler. <laughs> I was gonna say, was that Jim Carrey? Yeah. And um, was that the one with Timothy Jones? Uh, no, that's Batman Forever. God dang it, dude! Like, what the fuck? 
That was Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey was in Batman Forever. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Nicole Kidman was. This was Nicole Kidman and Bane. Val Kilmer was Batman. Tommy Lee Jones was Two Face. That's when Bane was just like. Oh yeah. He ever did. And that guy died making or doing that. Wait, what? The guy that played Bane in that movie, like, was on so much shit, like he ended up dying. Really? Yeah, I'll never forget that. Wait. Drew Barrymore was in it as like one of Two Faces' assistants. Really? George Wallace was the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, who played Bane in that? I, I don't think it was anybody we know. Edward Nigma. That was uh, the Riddler's name. That's right. Yeah, who played Bane? It's not on Wikipedia. Um, yeah, what the hell? He's not on Wikipedia. I mean, I mean, like I said, he didn't have to be built. Robert Swenson. He died that soon? Played Bane. Yeah, he died in 97. What? Mm-hmm. Heart attack. Hulk Hogan, Davy Boy Smith, and Jimmy Kahn gave eulogies at his funeral. Hulk Hogan makes sense. See that picture? Bane Bane was Poison Ivy's bodyguard. Right. And Poison Ivy was played by Uma Thurman. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Goaded. Uh, did y'all see that picture of um, MHA5 and Bret Hart? Oh, yeah. He looks so old, man. Got him to, he got him to sign his, sign his book and he took like his action figure that he like grew up playing with and he signed that. Awesome. <laughs> what was it? Didn't, uh, who was it? Will Barwell saw him at the, Jackson Airport too this morning or something too. That's our yeah, because I'm sure. Because yeah, he did some like there was some wrestling conference or there was something in Jackson. That's where you saw him. Mm. All right, our guest is on the tarmac. Said twenty minutes. So he said he'll let us know. But while we're waiting, do we want to? Do we want to try to draft some Christopher Nolan movies? I can do it. I, I've seen I've seen enough of these where I can draft them. I've seen. Let me see. The the two that I haven't seen. There's one that I can't believe I haven't seen. Insomnia, which has Al Pacino and Robin Williams in it. I haven't seen that one. Heard of it. I haven't seen that or the following, which was his first film that he did in '98. But I, other than that, I've seen everything else. So York, let's do it. Kick it off. What do you got? Um, 
my favorite one, Dark Knight Rises. Man, so good. Don't love that. That's the second one, right? The third of the series. Yeah, so you got Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and Dark Knight Rises. Batman Begins, yeah. That was my favorite one because was I thought Bane was like the best villain I've ever seen in my life. Probably like some of the coolest like camera work and like camera magic because they make Tom Hardy look so big and he's not. Yeah. He's like maybe five nine, five ten. I was like, he was so cool. He'd walk around with like his, his thumbs and his suspenders, <laughs> fucking geeked. Ernie is uh, not as but his little like tactical vest. And then while he's walking around, you've got crushing the player. Oh yeah, you do do a good bane. <laughs> You're a big guy for you. For you. Yeah, he uh yeah, he was a he was pretty badass. Um all right, Joe. I think I, I think um, I know what you're gonna do, and I'm gonna be pissed. Well, I would just say because it's I remember seeing this, and it was like one of those movies you see like in college, and you're supposed to like it, but I think it actually was a really good movie, and that's Memento. Okay. Another one that I really like. Yeah, that's it. I thought I watched that one. I hadn't watched it. It's good. It's like um fucking Guy Pierce, badass. And if I can remember correctly, just kind of speaking of like editing and stuff, that was a very well edited movie. Kind of had to be with its premise, but it was really, really good. Christopher Nolan's brother. So that movie is based on a short story that his brother wrote. Really? Hmm. That movie, that movie is awesome. Talented family. Uh, I remember seeing this in theaters senior year of high school and just being blown away. Um, I'm going with prestige. Yeah. That's that's Yeah. Like probably one of the coolest twists I've ever seen in a movie. Um, what was your other yeah. one that came out like right with that? Oh, uh, the illusionist yeah. with Ed Norton. Yeah. yeah. I mean that like a pretty awesome psychological thriller. Um, and Hugh Jackman talk about another badass like he's just awesome but that was a crazy good cast too yeah him Christian Bale um, you got Michael Caine Scarlett Johansson yeah Johansson was it yeah David Bowie as Nikola Tesla mm-hmm. Andy Serkis was in that mm-hmm. um, yeah I mean just loaded um that's probably still my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. All right. That's a pretty good one, yeah. York, what do you got? Uh, the Dark Knight. He's just going to go all Batman, which okay, is not a bad say, move. Well, I'm just saying, well, I'm going through the I was going to I was going to pick that one because that was that's one of the very few movies I think I've ever seen. I think me, you and Somebody else went and saw that like on the opening night. Yeah, I saw that movie like three fucking times in the theater. Yeah. I loved that movie. And I remember me and, uh, yeah, 
Who went to Memphis? I went to Jackson when M. Howie 5 was still down there in med school. Me and him saw it three times that weekend. I always I wanted mean, to if that movie's good because it's good or good because of uh, Heath Ledger. Dude, that movie's like, awesome. That, it is awesome. Probably like one of the best villains of all time. Yeah. He, he won an Oscar for that? Or was that? Yeah. Okay, he I thought so. Yeah. He won, he just didn't accept. Posthumously or whatever. Yeah. All right, Joe, what do you got? I'm going to pick this because it's the last movie I ever saw to drive in. I got to rectify that this summer. Um, I'm going to go to the drive in this summer. So I'm going to, I'm going to fix that issue with my life. But uh, I remember seeing it at the drive in and just had a good time. You know, fun, lighthearted movie. Not too, um, not too crazy or anything like that. Uh, Inception. Yeah. I saw that last summer. At least I, or I dreamt I did. Oh. I can't remember what was playing with it too as the double feature, but it was something that like made no sense. That's the thing. They, 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 do that. like, they do that. They want you to, they want you to get your money's worth, which if, yeah. if, you, if you go like and eat, you already got your money's worth. Yeah. But it was like Inception and like some comedy or something. Yeah. It's always, it's always like that. They never, you know, bullshit. I think the last drive-in movie I ever went to was Independence Day. Oh, oh shit, yeah. I saw that at the time of driving, too. Fast was, uh, was the last one I went and saw. Me and Leslie got a bunch of weed and went and watched it. <laughs> bunch of the weed. Bunch yeah. of the weeds. That double feature that night was Twister and Independence Day. God damn, that's a good one. Yeah. God, you lucked out. Um... Yeah, I'll probably go Batman Begins. Um, I mean, just the first one. I mean, Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul is awesome. One of the most hilarious and all-time laughable things for me is when Rachel Dawes, played by Katie Holmes, when something happens and she just turns like almost looks directly at the camera, which is a no, no in film. And she just goes so seriously who authorized that. And it it never fails. It always makes me laugh. (laughs) Um, Gary Oldman, James Gordon. Great. Cillian Murphy, a scarecrow is awesome. Um, You got Tom Wilkinson in there. As uh, Carmine Falcone, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman plays uh, Lucius Fox. He's, you know, first time you see him in the series. Um, yeah, it's kind of where it all began, and it's a, it's a classic. All right, we got one last round. We're kind of running out of movies here, but. Well, I feel like he's made so much more. I wonder if he produced Man of Steel. Right. Yeah, he's done some other. And then he produced Batman versus Superman, Justice League. (laughs) I don't think anybody's picking those. Somebody called some movie called Transcendence. 
I mean, we got we got some left for a final round. It sounds like I took York. I think York was just going to go all Batman. I was, but now I'll go. Um, um, in 2015, he had a, a short film called Way. What? <laughs> he had a short film in 2015 called Quay. Also, oh, like editor, he actually made like a short film. Cinematographer yeah. and composer on that. Yeah, it's about like uh, the inner workings of like the brothers' studio. Never seen. How about that? But Stephen and Timothy Quay. I will say that my third movie that I'll pick. I liked it because it taught me a story that I didn't know anything about, to be honest with you. And uh, while I think some people just considered it kind of a boring movie, I thought it was pretty good for what it was. And that was uh, Dunkirk. It won a yeah. lot, didn't it? I know it was nominated for a shit ton of things. Was that the movie that had the like crazy one shot? What do you mean? Or was that 1917? No, that was nineteen seven. That was a World War One movie. Okay. Yeah. Dunkirk had Dunkirk. some shit in it though, too. Though, yeah. Dunkirk was very good. And that was—I I didn't know—I didn't know that story until that movie came out. What was the? I, what was the? The war. World that was II? This was World War Two. So basically, it's all about the evacuation. And basically, like, the three perspectives of, like, land, sea, and air. Um, so, like, very visually, like, I, I, I saw it at home. My wife was out of town for work, and I just sat at home and watched it. And I, I remember, like, halfway through it, I was like, this is so awesome, but I really wish I would have seen it in theaters. Yeah, I was going to say, and I want to say that the difference the theater makes is... I think that people that aren't even into that type of movie in terms of what it is, that movie in a theater had to have been awesome. Just in terms of the sound and the visuals and like that had to have been awesome in the theater. Yeah. Like Stephen, like Stephen, uh, seeing like Saving Private Ryan in the theater. Right. What, or like what, Fast X. What was the movie that was off of uh, Normandy? That was that was uh, saving. I mean, saving Private Ryan's opening scene is Normandy. Yeah, okay. just fucking bullets flying everywhere. Yeah, Jesus. Ooh. All right. Um, one of the few remaining, but I talked about it earlier, and I said it was confusing as hell. But again, Christopher Nolan just visually stimulating. I'm still going to go with Tenet. I mean... I've got to see that, man. Very, very confusing. Still not entirely sure what was going on, but John David Washington is awesome. He was really good in... uh, um, Black Klansman. He was very good in that. I liked him a lot. Um, and then he made Tenet a couple years after that. I mean, you got him, 
You got Robert Pattinson, Michael Caine's in this one. Um, just a very cool like concept, but and I don't want to like knock the movie because I just can't keep up. But I feel like I'm not alone in that. Like it's just a very a lot of moving parts, but it's still good. Um, I well, remember reading that like it took I think over five years for Christopher Nolan to write the screenplay on it. And like he had, he had been like working on it for like a decade. Well, and I, I want to actually issue a mea culpa to Christopher Nolan because it seems as if he learned his lesson after the dark Knight rises and inception. So both of those movies were close to like, 170 minutes long, including Interstellar. And then with Dunkirk and Tenet, he went like way down. Mm. It was like he figured out he was being a little bit of like a pompous asshole, keeping everything. (laughs) So Christopher Nolan, if you are listening, I apologize. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I, I feel bad, honestly, sir. I really do. We, the red. I, mean, I, I, I can admit when I fuck up. I can admit it. You know, we, I'm a, I, yeah. I can admit it. I've had to apologize a lot in my life. I've threatened to burn things down. I've assaulted people that didn't need to be assaulted. Things that I can apologize. And Christopher Nolan, from the bottom of my heart, I apologize. I think all the assaults were pretty justified. The Rad Dad Pod regrets the air. Yeah. My fucking asshole. Swear to God. <laughs> what, what's wrong with your asshole? No, I said I'm a fucking asshole. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said something was wrong with your asshole. No, what was the what was the Yankees? Ah, God damn it! Ah. Um, I'm going blank. Got thrown down by Pedro Martinez. Um, Don Zimmer. Remember when Don Zimmer did the preparation H ads? <laughs> oh, like God. when my asshole gets an itch, <laughs> I scratch it with preparation H. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> all right so with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the uh <laughs> that's the, the visual folks. episode 29 this is the uh the marcus smart fam- tony allen episode Ooh. who who are some famous 29s Twenty nine. uh Oh, Eric Dickerson wore 29. Yeah. Uh, Earl Thomas. Eric Eric Bay wore 29 at Kansas City. Okay. I was just about to say that because you had already talked about him, and I was like, is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, he did. Uh, Joseph Adai. DeMarco Murray. Marshall Falk minus one. Was it, I know we're trying to wrap up. Wasn't was it Joseph Adai like good at fantasy for a couple of years? Am I going crazy? Yeah. When yeah. he was on those Peyton teams, he was awesome. Yeah. LSU, he had a couple of good years. Yeah, Joseph Adai went to LSU. Oh, John Smoltz. Come on. Hey, congrats to LSU, too. They uh, won a national championship. Catfish Hunter. Go Tigers. Mark 
Andre Fleur. On the B. Goalie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at you go. Yeah, so shout out to all the 29s out there. We'll be back on Thursday with the 30th episode. Our guest did have to bail dealing with uh, some airport issues. He will join us next week, but we do have a guest on Thursday. So packed week for the uh, for the dads. So, fellas, it was good to good to see everybody again. Felt like felt like it's been a been a minute. It's been a minute. Has been. So, uh, York, I'm sorry about LSU winning. It'll be okay. The Chiefs will probably win again, so it's fine. Um, All right. For York over there, for Joe, I'm Zach. This has been the Rad Dad Pod. We appreciate y'all listening. Shout out to uh, our sponsors for this show, Sims. Appreciate the shirt. Love it. It's keeping the sun off. Thanks to Wiseacre for sponsoring. Um, yeah, we do appreciate you. Lining Kugel sponsoring uh, the episode as well. Um, but we'll be back Thursday with another one. Until then, we out of here.